P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror. Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine. Mr. O'Leary's Dog. A bark to Paul's left made him jump. It was incredibly loud and vicious. Mark, who was walking roughly five paces ahead of Paul, laughed. Wow, I've never heard Mr. O'Leary's dog bark like that. But wait, you jumped. He laughed again. You actually jumped. You're such a scaredy cat, Paul. Paul wanted to point out that he'd also seen Mark jump, and the boy had been well ahead of him when the dog barked, but he decided not to say anything. Swallowing hard, he let his eyes drift over to the dog. Every day on their walk home from school, they passed Mr. O'Leary's yard. The man's property was separated from the path by only a short fence, and his dog, a massive Doberman, was always chained to a post in the middle of it. This might have been considered dangerous, but the Doberman, named Rex, loved kids. He would wag his tail and stick out his tongue every time kids walked by. But not today. Today, Rex had his eyes fixed on Paul, and he was salivating at the mouth, foaming even, and he was growling. If it hadn't been for the chain, which was stretched so tightly that it was vibrating, Paul wasn't sure what would have happened. One thing for sure was that he didn't want to stick around to find out. He picked up the pace and slapped Mark on the shoulder. Let's go. Let's just get out of here. You believe that? Mark asked. Believe what? Paul replied as he slung his backpack over one shoulder and hurried to catch up to his friend. The test. Do you believe that I got a 4 out of 10? My dad is going to kill me. Yeah, it was hard, Paul said, but this was a lie. The test wasn't hard. The test was easy, and he'd gotten a perfect score, 10 out of 10. But Paul wasn't about to tell Mark this. Wasn't in the mood to rub it in. If he did, Mark would just make fun of him call him a nerd or something even more insulting. Normally this wouldn't bother Paul, but he wasn't in the mood for getting into an argument. Mark, on the other hand, had other ideas. What did you get, by the way? You never told me your grade. While Paul was good at math, Mark was good at walking. The boy was the fastest walker in the entire school. In fact, even Paul, who was moderately athletic, usually had to jog to keep up. And even then, he lagged behind. I did okay. I got a... He was about to say, decent Mark, and avoid answering the question directly, when he heard a loud snapping sound to his left. Paul immediately recoiled, bumped into his friend, and instinctively embraced him. Only then did he slowly let his eyes drift in the direction of the sound. It was Rex, Mr. O'Leary's dog again. Like yesterday, it was snapping and barking at him, its jaws mashing up and down so violently that spit spilled from between its yellow fangs. Someone has to tell Mr. O'Leary to get that thing under control, Mark grumbled. Realizing that Paul was still hugging him, the boy pushed him away. What are you doing? Paul felt his cheeks flush. Sorry, he grumbled as he stepped away from his friend. He cast another glance at Rex, and when their eyes met, the dog barked so loudly that Paul jumped even though he knew it was coming. The animal's eyes were red with fury. And Rex pulled on his chain, and Paul saw in horror that the stake in the earth, which is the only thing that kept the dog from tearing him apart, seemed looser than yesterday. What is wrong with that thing, anyway? Paul didn't answer. The strange thing was that Paul had known Mr. O'Leary and his dog Rex for five years now. He'd even petted the animal on several occasions when he'd seen Mr. O'Leary with Rex at the park. But this was different. This animal was crazy. 
He was about to say as much when Mark started to walk off again and Paul struggled to catch up. Staying beside Mark was hard enough without staring over your shoulder at a frenzied animal the entire time. Mark was sick today. He had some sort of virus that made him cough a lot, and he'd also lost his sense of taste and smell. So Paul had to walk home alone, which he really didn't mind. At least today, when he got home, he wouldn't be all sweaty and out of breath from constantly trying to keep up with his friend. He was thinking about his English test, the one on which he got 95% when he passed Mr. O'Leary's house. Even though this was the third day that Rex barked at him, Paul was still shocked and surprised. He cringed and glanced over at the animal. Rex was even more ferocious today, if that were possible. The Doberman gnashed its teeth, growled, drooled, and as Paul watched in horror, pulled with all its considerable might on the chain. And then it happened. The stake that Rex had been tied to came out of the ground with a sigh. The chain, which had been on the verge of snapping anyway, suddenly became slack and Rex sprang forward as if shot out of a gun. The Doberman ran at full speed and easily vaulted over the fence. Paul turned to run himself, but it was no use. He tripped over his own feet after just three steps and fell to the sidewalk, scraping his elbows and knees. He screamed as the barking animal bore down on him, expecting Rex to attack, to maul him, to tear out his throat with its giant yellow teeth. But that didn't happen. Instead, Paul heard another sound, the sound of someone else shrieking at the top of their lungs. With a grunt and a groan, Paul rolled onto his back and stared at a man dressed all in black. Rex was on top of his chest, biting at him furiously. Paul thought he'd seen the man before, but couldn't quite place where. But what Paul didn't know is the man had been following him and Mark home each day, waiting for one of them to be alone. Neither Mark nor Paul had noticed, but Mr. O'Leary's dog sure had. P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine.